Emergency, emergency. It's the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever to catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch. To talk everything else in the football club, but that's not important right now. It's a an emergency coach selection pod. My name is Grant. With me is Scott. Scotty, what has happened today? Hello, everyone. Big day for the club. Uh, please excuse uh, the the other half of the audio. Uh, um, it's obviously an emergency pod, and we obviously weren't planning to be uh, together tonight for a podcast. So we've, I've quickly got Grant uh, on the phone line. Actually, tonight. Uh, so yeah, we got a, we got something weird going on with the with the Zoom at the minute, unfortunately. Yeah, the Zoom's not liking our audio at the moment, so that's all right. So I've just got Grant on the line. So uh, yeah, look, huge day. Um, it's official now. The club has announced that Brad Scott will have a four year deal coaching the Essendon Football Club. Uh, lots of, there's so much to, it feels like there's so much to talk about. Uh, look, initial thoughts, I'm just, I'm kind of relieved someone's been picked. Bring it on. Just, uh, I'm very, very happy. And I, I must say, I am very, very excited about the fact that the club said they were going to do something. They said they were going to do the, the process. They said they were going to get an answer by the end of this week, and that's exactly what they've done. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because uh, I, I did get some tweets saying, well, obviously, Essendon ignored the process because apparently we interviewed him today. But I think it would be foolish to think that the first time we spoke to Brad Scott yeah, was today exactly because right. uh, even, Mitch, yeah. even Mitch Cleary noted that Essendon had actually had a chat to Brad Scott three weeks ago. Uh, so I would be strongly recommending that us and Brad Scott have been talking for quite some time. I even tweeted out that because of the finals and the grand final being on and Scott's role being pivotal in that time, I have no doubt discreetly behind the scenes the two have been talking together uh, and going through that process. So uh, I don't have an issue because uh, – there's no way I think they just had a two-hour interview and said, that's it, great. Um, so they would have talked to Scott for quite a few times uh, about what the process is, what it would look like, um, and, and what his response is, what his thoughts are. Uh, then obviously he went – he obviously in his mind clicked a gear and, and obviously spoke – obviously did the normal thing, speak to your family and everything like that. And then he said, all right, I'm actually 100% behind this. And, and uh, yeah, so I always – I must admit, uh, I always felt if Brad Scott got involved, he was the favourite. Uh, uh, if you look – if you looked at the criteria, uh, and I think even um, David Barham had this in his, in his release uh, today to members, if you look at the criteria of – the, the players seeking a harder edge, a harder coach, uh, wanting experience, wanting, you know, Brad Scott having administrative experience uh, and football management experience. All that inv- usually involves, and a second time around, I, I think, you know, I actually went to bat for James Hurd quite strongly when people would criticise Hurd's first stint and I and and this is my just philosophy on life is that uh you learn so much from an initial experience and I you know I talked about if Hurdy you know if Hurdy got selected 
you would know processes and governance would be at an elite level because people learn from things. And, and I thought, yeah, I actually said James Hill would be a much better coach this time around, but we can't deny the same reasoning for Brad Scott. Uh, I think Brad Scott would have learned a lot from his North Melbourne experience. He comes into a club, and this is not to sound arrogant, and I'm, I'm sorry, North fans, if it does. He comes to into a club that's financially very strong, so he doesn't have that side to him where he had to worry about will the club exist in 15 years. Uh, and he, you know, with North Melbourne, especially in his time, they had some real concerns of are they going to move to Tasmania? What's going to happen? Uh, he doesn't have that noise. Uh, he doesn't. No, have, he mate, doesn't have to save a club. He just has to coach. Mate, the other the other thing to remember is that look, we were we were PWO last year, right? We were no good. But um, not often does the coaching head of a head uh, coach position become available at one of the big four clubs in Melbourne, right? So he he now. I mean, I know we were no good and we finished 14th and that's not good. But he, he is walking into a club that has very minimal depth, that owns the hangar, that has the largest single sponsorship in the AFL's history with Under Armour. We've got first-round picks. We've got Davies. We've got kids coming through. And I can assure you that he... Um, and whomever else he hires will not be accepting the kind of performance that we had last year. So th there will be a, an increase in performances next year. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's not often you get to coach a big club like Essendon. So I, I really like his hard edge. I think Truck was great at the beginning of his, of his time there and he went and got all the players down and it was Kumbaya and it was, um, faces up on the wall with posters, and that was great. He learned about the history of the club, and I really respected that. But I think Brad Scott's going to walk in and he's going to take note of those photos on the wall and he's going to go, uh-huh, great. Now, he's going to grab a few blokes by the um, by the scruff of the neck and tell them how they are now to perform. So, if look, if it was Hurdy, so be it, and I would have been ecstatic. If it was Uze... I don't know that you can be a much more qualified assistant coach than Adam Uze to become a head coach. But now that it's Brad Scott, I've always liked the Scott brothers. I love their attitude. They are hard-nosed. And I, I really can't wait for him to feel confident with a four-year deal, the support of the board to make decisions and show us what a real game plan can look like. Yeah, it's a, it's a not, you know, it, it's, it's step one of a big opportunity for this club to a little bit find themselves because we've got to remember too, just as a big an appointment as the CEO going to be announced soon as well. So uh, we've got a whole new, you know, we've got a new president as well. So new president, CEO and coach is actually a fairly, fairly decent changeover. It is your whole company. I don't know if there's any more senior appointments really. <laughs> what, what else is there? Yeah. So uh, look, I, I, I kind of tweeted out, uh, actually I'll tell you what I tweeted out. Because um, it's how yeah, I, buddy. Now we've been we've been sitting here at the moment just with a little bit of a, a little bit of a rumor, sort of a bit of a whisper on another appointment. Do we have any confirmation on that, that study? Can we go with it? <laughs> Not as yet. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, the Channel Seven News um, hinted that uh, Dean Solomon will be a coach at Essendon next year and it'd be a, a assistant 
possibly senior assistant. Now, no, I- we'll, we'll see. Uh, I don't know what the re- reality of that is. Uh, Dean Solomon tweeted tonight his congratulations to Brad Scott and then gave his heartfelt um, honour to James Hurd for having the courage to go for the job, and that's definitely a worth worthy tweet and thought. Uh, because you forget that that is he is the club champion of the modern ed, of the modern era, um, and you know we we forget and not to bring up old old stuff, but you know this is guy who almost took his life. So uh, for him to be in a headspace to for him and his family to be comfortable to go for the role is uh, it, it, Dean's right. It is it's a fantastic sign of where he's at. Um, James, I know, will take this on the on the chin and and move forward, and 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 he he would be the first person to say to to encourage Brad Scott and get behind him as the club. Uh, so I just hope he's not lost to the club. I doubt he will be, but I hope he's um, in some ways. You know, if I was selfish, me, I, I'd love him to be an assistant, but I think that's probably not it's going to be a hard one. Uh, to yeah. But but. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I tweeted out tonight, even I said, look, this is what I wrote. Uh, I'm not going to say this is some magical appointment for the club. Brad Scott has a lot of hard work ahead to change the standards and development of the playing group and get the best out of them. What I will say is I'll back and support him 100%, 100% in his endeavours as a proud supporter. Uh, and that's how I feel. Like, uh, I think I've been coach burnt and I don't, I feel like, I'm. I'm really. Ha- I have no issue with Brad Scott, and I'm happy with the appointment. I think he's going to add some some ideas and and different mindset that our club probably needs. Uh, a lot of grunt and a lot of blue collar, but for real. Um, yep. Uh, but there also there's an also an element of me just like okay, let's get to work. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna over celebrate uh, because there's you know it. I don't. I'm. I'm not having the Messiah complex or anything like that. Just let you know. All I can do is just support him 100 percent as a as a member and as a fan and give him a go. And and don't, that's don't it. expect Craig McRae right. Don't expect Craig McRae results next year. I mean, we we shouldn't. If we get something like that, great. But we shouldn't. And I agree with you. Unfortunately, Scotty, you're now in, mate. And the lunchtime catch up podcast is right behind you, old boy. But You've got a job to do because, unfortunately, especially at this podcast, we're now we've had to swallow a lot, a lot, right? Yeah. And we we don't not at this club, man. I'm sorry, we're not one of those clubs. We're not North Melbourne when you used to be there, mate. We're we're way too good and way too proud as a football club to accept last year's performance, right? So you've got a lot of work to do. We're here to absolutely support you in that work, but. I hope he gets to work right now um, and gets on with it because the season's going to come around real fast and it's going to take some time to get under to understand what his game plan is. But he absolutely needs to hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah, and um, and no one should expect you're right. No one should expect the McRae because McRae had the big positive of had of having the twenty eight year old and older. Uh, real genuine quality players. Uh, they yeah, they had a bad year the year before, but not not the three or four years before that. Um, and all he did was get the best out of Penderbury and best out of Adams and get the best out of Jeremy Howe. You know, get side bottom. 
what's his name? The small forward guy who's um, that killed us in the. Don't care. Oh. It's Elliot, but I don't care. Um, no, yeah, but, but that's what I mean. We don't have that 29, 30 year old high end quality. We are a young team. Our stars yeah. are 25 and under or 26 and under. We don't have, you know, outside of Jake Stringer, who's I think 28. I mean, you're. Your older players are just Stuart Phillips and Heppel, uh, and yeah. and they're not you know they're not they're possible role possible in possible out of the side players, um, so it's a big big difference. And I hope the fans understand that that what Brad Scott's got to overcome is a very uh, not immature but a, just a very young side that desperately needs leadership. And he, he's got a big role to play. And where we may have had before a mantra of giving leadership over to the players in some ways, I actually hope Brad comes in and says, no, I'm the leader and this is what I expect uh, because I think the club needs that different approach instead of the, giving them the entitlement of le- expecting to lead themselves and be proud of their own performance. That's all great, but it's great for a Collingwood List makeup, not for where Essendon's at. Yeah. They need, they need I, strong. I don't they need strong. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the handing the the yeah. whole power over to the players bit. I, I don't get it, man. Like, when yeah, you're, if you're Geelong, when you're if you're Geelong, it's fine. If it's Dangerfield, yeah. you know, Selwood, because they do that. But it's not at yeah. where it's not where our list is at. No, that's exactly right. You're not when you're 23 years old. You, you if you find a 23 year old leader, you've found a freak, right? But um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope Scotty lays out a full game plan for him and says, "Here's the game plan. Now each individual one of you plays a part in that game plan. This is exactly what I want you to do." And yeah. then each week they have clear goals. Man, it's not hard. That whole clear goal thing. Let them know what you want them to, to do each week, Scotty, and set them the task to go out and do it. What it's interesting is. Um Silvani on Trade Radio. So they, they asked Silvani on Trade Radio, what did he think of the appointment? Um, he made a very interesting comment. So he said, uh, one, he said it's a really good appointment. He said, but he said people were going to underestimate the IP this guy's got with the AFL role because he's, he's, he's head of football, right? So, so he said, yeah. so, for his, so he's describing his role. He said his role, said he goes to every club, Looks at their programs, you know, has a chat to their football, you know, their, their you know their version of Josh Marnie's, and goes through their. So he knows every club's program. And he said, but he also is one of the few people in the AFL that has everyone's contract. He goes, so he could the last. He said, basically, he was suggesting if he for the last three weeks could totally understand the trade market where every club is at, where their cap is at, and which player is getting overpaid and which one you could strike in. He goes, so he's, he says, wow. yeah, it was, it was an interesting point. He said, don't understand. And because obviously Savani was a list manager, right? So he's kind of playing it from a different angle saying the IP that this guy's got for the last year or so would be enormous coming to Essendon to say, well, guess, yeah. guess what I know? Uh and but he also understands wh- how which football cra- programs working and why ones are maybe working well and not working well. Um, so he said that role really rounds out his coaching resume because that's the that's the looking at a, a holistic picture of the AFL and looking at everyone's programs and having that uh, idea of what's working. So 
it, it's a interesting layer that I like Brad Scott coming around, you know, a bit like, I guess, you know, Vossi obviously coming back for his second time with Carlton. Actually, his third time, really, because I think he started with Brisbane and then Port. Oh, it's just assistant yeah. Port. That's right. Yeah, so his second time being senior, clearly he's learned a lot. Carlton obviously was a, a much improved. They looked, they just looked better across the park. They looked more organised. Uh, that's what you hope for Brad Scott. I think Brad being, I think Brad Scott's approach, if I if I took a guess this year, would be to simplify things yeah. uh, because yeah. because he's got a young group, not overcomplicate, but expect I'll simplify things for this first year. But here's the standards, and yeah. this is the criteria that cannot be broken. And I would expect, uh, especially if he's got Solomon on his right-hand man, I mean, uh, I'll say... Right. It's going to be a tough, tough panel right there. <laughs> yeah, there won't be uh, any, uh, and, and I know it was overplayed, but in just for humour's sake, there won't be any Nick Hind ignoring the coach on the side, on the bench. Uh, uh, and there won't be any, um, there won't be any uh, Dylan Shield getting mocked for not going in hard because, He'll be already mocked by his own bloody coaches and smashed before anybody else can do it. <laughs> yes, a quarter time he would already been already had the slap. So yeah, it would be. It would have been. Yeah, it's a different style of coach. It's, it, I think that's what intrigues me the most is we've had the Wusha, we've had the truck, um, uh, for you know what the last six seven years since two thousand. Yep. Uh, and we're used to that kind of. Uh, uh, laid back, you know, nice approach. Uh, so it'll be very, I mean, even, even heard he's not a big, you know, he's quite, he's passionate, but he's not Brad yeah. Scott. And as far as he gets the temper side of him. So it'll be interesting. Just the fact that we're watching games and he's, he's so animated and, you know, and he'll clap back at reporters and he'll stick up for the club. And if any, no one, he won't accept cheap shots at the club. And I think, my sneaking suspicion is that fans will actually initially grow to love him because he'll be a point of difference of, of like, I'll whack the club, but you're not going to whack the club. <laughs> like I'll whack a guy. I'll, I'll, whack, I'll whack my club and my boy. You don't get to do it. I'll right? do it behind doors. I'll let them know yeah. They- yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, yeah. So yeah, it's a really interesting appointment. So look, uh, interesting day for the football club. Um, you know, it's just, I just wanted it done. I, uh, I don't want to speak about it too much, but I haven't enjoyed the last month of being an Essendon fan. And, and I know Grant, you're a little bit different because you're just on Facebook, but if you on Blitz and Twitter, it's been a bit of a war against some fans on fan on fan, like why this person should be coach and, and a real bitter reply about anyone else competing against that person, vice versa, being, you know, very anti-Herd or anti-Scott or um, uh, to Uze's credit, <laughs> it wasn't many anti-Herds. Uh, but, yeah. but it was a very, you know, I haven't enjoyed just interactions because it's been very hostile, for, you know. Um, so I was, you know, we were saying this, we've been saying this for weeks, Grant. We just said, you know, we don't care in some ways, who it is. We just want to get it done and move on. Uh, make sure the process is done right, that's for sure. But we just, we're not fussed who it is. We'll just support who it is and then it's up to them, you know, it's it's their career and it's up to them to 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 make 
make a change to to get this team that's been that's been just going through the motions for twenty years to have a bit of a shake up. And that's that's exactly right. I mean, the, the position, the appointment itself um, would not have been easy. And I've got, like I said at the beginning of this, I've got to commend David Barham and the board because um, this is not an easy thing to do. To especially to appoint to interview uh, a club legend who wanted to come back to the club after he was just completely wrongly forced to resign. Um, and then I think the, the email that he sent out said that there was 22 um, initial candidates and then um, they've interviewed um, several of them. So I, I'm very impressed off the field as well that there were no leaks, there were no Barrett's got this information or the Oxygen piece got that in- information. Um, I like the fact that the club and the board uh, shut up shop. They put uh, they closed all the doors. They did the process and they announced it. Now Robbo clearly got uh, a wink from somebody early, um, but not that early because it all came out in the afternoon. Right. So I I really like the way this process has, has been undertaken. Um, from the outside in, it looks uh, excuse me, it looks as though it's a, a united board. Um, and that the decision that they've made, they're sticking to it. So I, like you said, Scotty, we, I don't generally mind who it is. If it was Herdy, we would have been celebrating for all the obvious reasons. But if Brad Scott, I could see absolute benefit with Brad. I could see benefit with Uze, um, and I could see benefit with Herd. Yeah. But now, now that it's, um, now, now that, that it's, it's been announced. Yeah. Yeah, now that it's done, everybody out there in Bomberland, um, it's done. So there's no, there's no sort of, there's no ifs, buts, or maybes about it. It's done. Get right behind Scotty um, and Brad Scott as well, and um, and let's let's go, man. Let's let's get the season underway. And it's important to note that in David Barham's letter, he he did note that that committee is who. That it's the it's the committee's endorsement that the board has accepted. I think that's important language. Yeah. It's not the board has said, "Give us three candidates, and this is the one we pick." Um, he's basically he's saying that the 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 committee has said this is who we recommend, uh, and the board has then met and agreed, and then. Uh, stamped his stamped the contract. So uh, that's yeah. It's and like you said, lack of leaks everywhere. So the media had a had such a hard time trying to read this one. It was Heard was coach and Uze was coach, and then you know Lyon was almost there, and you know it was, it was no one knew, and that's a really pleasing. Uh, and you know even for myself, I hardly knew anything, and I have some contacts, but there was all just not. Nah, we're doing the process, and and I got to respect that. And uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was really well done by the club. So congratulations, uh, process yeah, done. Congratulations and thank you to um, the other applicants as well. Uh, to the Uze could have been you, mate, and of course, Herdy. What more needs to be said? Um, thank you again for putting your hand up, mate. The if you could, nobody on the face of this planet could um, doubt that guy's dedication to our club. Um, he's he, like you said, I love the fact that he's in a position where he thinks he can do that again. And yeah, you, you hope that he's not lost to football. 
um, forevermore. Uh, but I, I look. The more I think about Scott, I think the the, the shoulders back, the head up from Scott. He's going to walk in like he owns the joint, and there's going to be. I think there's going to be real clear message to the players. It's going to be a big preseason, I sense. I I believe so. Like I'd, there'd be a few fitness, boys fitness levels might go up. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few boys that I see in Instagram at the moment in Ibiza and Portugal and all sorts of people that are over there at the moment. I tell you what, boys, you best make 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 the most of Ibiza or a Portugal or wherever you are because I reckon you're coming back to a pretty decent preseason. Which is good, man. Yeah, I, I think, love it. Maybe that's what they want too. So, um, yeah. So they're all, and they're all back now. All the boys are all back. So uh, they got okay. They got the uh, the Crichton on Monday night. So uh, yeah, everyone's back, and uh, we've already seen clips of Jake Stringer doing some boxing. I saw during the week, and uh, Nick Martin doing doing some some leg weights and all that sort of stuff. So it's all in the weight room. Yeah, so now it's about a new coach, and and I think I think the coach, I think the players already know who Brad Scott kind of is, yeah. and yeah. and I think everyone would be on notice in a good way. Not, I think Brad will come in and be very encouraging, but going, all right, but we've got to turn things around. Um, yep, and I love it. I absolutely love it. So look, and just in other news, uh, which Channel Seven also noted that the CEO will be announced in, in the coming days. Uh, I would suggest very close to the Crichton Medal. It'll definitely be before the Crichton Medal, I reckon. Um, yep. Are we still thinking Andrew Thornbury's a champ? Yeah. I see. I, again, I know nothing. So this is – please don't take any weight to this at all because I have yeah. absolutely know nothing. But the way I uh, – yeah, the way that people have reported about how much Dave Barham likes – has liked Andrew Thornbury's role up to this point because he's the interim CEO at the moment. Um, uh, the way, yeah. So if you, I just get that funny feeling that if, if, if Andrew said, actually, I'd like this job, it just feels like anyway, to me from the messaging I'm hearing that he would be probably granted that job, but I have no idea. I don't know who's going for what, who's yeah. could be a sensational person going for it. And I wouldn't know, but uh, I mean, Andrew's an interesting one because obviously he was the big player in the Royal Commission to the banks thing <laughs> and, and not in a good way. So he, he has got a history of scandals himself. So, but uh, interesting, yeah, it would be an interesting appointment. Um, but from all, from all reports, he's completed, I believe he's completed the internal review. Um so that's getting a bit more f- to the final stages of more the report side. So we'll, f- right. we'll also find out that. So, um, uh, yeah, I think they even they mentioned that he's spoken to over 60 people around the club. Uh, so we'll see where that kind of results. So that's it's so much happening. <laughs> so big part of it. Uh, but, again, uh, please understand I don't know anything. Uh, I just I, – I can just see putting two together because they, they – Essendon – almost two weeks ago said they're going to announce the CEO soon. And I just can't help think, well, that's very quick. Like you've obviously very confident yeah. on someone. Um, and it just, it just felt like, well, you've got a, obviously a well-renowned, well-renowned CEO as an interim. He's doing your review. 
he's probably talking to the president saying, here's what I can find, I reckon this is how we can fix it. And then if the president's going, wow, that's a really good response, thanks, I really, that's that's fantastic work, I can put two and two together <laughs> of going, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Look, it, really, it really does. But I guess, geez, mate, we've been, we've been following the footy club for 30-plus years, um, and I don't think I've seen a bigger – process of change in the entire club, man. No. President, coach, CEO, assistant coaches. Um, half the board. Half the board, yeah. like the, the, That's just a complete clear out of the entire club. Yeah. And what, um, did, what did you think of Andrew Welsh joining the board? Mate, I, I am constantly surprised about Welshie. I really am. Like when <laughs> I – Andrew Welsh did not – strike me when I saw him play and just sort of after football, did not strike me as a business mogul kind of guy. I mean, he yeah. bought and sold an entire suburb of Melbourne. Like, but, um, he's, I, a, he's a very rich great. man. He's exceptionally rich. He, he sold some enormous suburb um, in the west of Melbourne. Like, he bought and, a whole I think suburb. He's, I think he's done it. another one in Adelaide as well. So now... Yeah, like he bought a whole suburb, he developed the whole suburb, and then he sold a suburb. Like it's, it's pretty impressive for a bloke that played off half back. Um, but no, I, I think it's great. As much as people have said, oh, we've got to get fresh blood in there, not so many Essendon people, you still do need people that are tied back to the club because, especially as a football director, he'll know he'll know what it's like to play. Um, if we get Solly, maybe those two will have played together so they can have quiet, honest chats. And um, I think it's great. I think that so long as the Essendon um, boys are not lost to the club forever, I think we've put enough of a broom through now, considering Madden and Wellman and all these guys are gone. Um, so, yeah, I, was, I thought it was a great appointment. And he does continually surprise me, that boy. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, you know, with Truck gone and Brasher gone and Madden gone, and then you go and Brad Scott in, Solomon in, and Andrew Welsh in. It's a very different three in. Like the very, what are they What are they all known for? Uh, as being very hard-nosed, uh, don't, uncompromising and aggressive. Uh, so it's a very interesting mindset being reinstalled into the club management Um uh, which I, I find very intriguing and I'm not sure. You just hope that conveys to on-field for AFL, AFLW, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, um, and, and yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a it's a interesting but fun day. So I'm glad it's over. I, like you said, man, I'm glad this is done. I'm glad it's done. I really am. I, I think we can go into the weekend now. I just... I've just been throwing my head into work, throwing my head into work, um, watching a bit of the Game of Thrones dragonsy things and just ignoring the club, unfortunately, for a period of time. And now we get to actually think about it and go, rightio, Brad Scott, cool. There will be the obligatory press conferences um, and putting him in a polo shirt and he'll look good, all good things. Can't wait to hear him talk. I can't wait to hear him give us any sort of insight as to how he sees the club and where he, where is the direction for the club. So 
it's all positive news. We now, I bet you uh, the big red fire engine is just breathing a sigh of relief right now. He's probably finally being able to go, hey, yeah, remember how I said, would you like to come over to the Essendon Footy Club and you said to be coached by who? He can finally say, oh, Brad's come. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's huge for trade week, isn't it? So, um, and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is the one where I'm not going to go too much into it because I know your thoughts on this, but I, no doubt Dugowie's been mentioned as a as a as a player that Dodoro is going hard for. You're your red fire engine, <laughs> so uh, um, yeah. So it's well, obviously we got cash to spend. Just to, to spend, so we do. But with that boy, it's not about the cash, right? We can pay him. But there is a whole mess of crazy attached to that boy. Um, now, if the likes of Jakey, who's been there, done that when it comes to crazy, uh, if he can manage the Degoanator, I still don't like it because he's just got that whiff of Collingwood about him and I don't like it. Um, but on his day, he's a half-decent footballer. Um, he's coming off the bench, though. If, he, if we sign him... He's coming off the bench. He's not taking anybody's spot on the on the ground early, but um, we'll we'll find a spot as number uh, twenty one or twenty two on the bench. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, we'll see how we go. As uh, as the idea of him as a as a as a footballer at his prime is absolutely what we need, but I. I struggle with some things he does, and I really do. Like, I, I really struggle with the off-field stuff um, uh, because they're real, and there's a reason why Collingwood's got a very unusual clause. That yeah. they're, they're, and it's not, you know, it's it's an unusual clause, and I would never recommend it as a procurement person ever. Uh, I'd never agree to it, but there's a history to for the reason to do that, and you have to accept that risk big time. Um uh, just other names, just your quick thoughts. Sam Wiedemann uh, also mentioned as – and these are just names that we've spoken to, so you never know what's going to happen, but just your th- – Now, your I, th- I, we've spoken about him. I've, I've sort of raised it with you a couple of times during last season, season before even. This is a number three pick or something like that that can't get a game at Melbourne, and you've mentioned that he's potentially a little bit soft not quite hard enough for the AFL, talented, but not really sort of needs to harden up a little wee smidge. Um, I, I look, we turned righty around from a, a 200 centimetre giant who was a powder puff into a half decent pl- uh, player now, hard as nails. I don't know. I just, I like the talent of Wiedemann. You don't often get that sort of six foot three, six foot four key position player for probably not very much, and a pick three, oh, I don't know, be worth a serious chat. Yeah, it's a, it'll be interesting even how the club views him. I'm, uh, I heard on Trade Radio the talk about, and I think it's a interesting thought. Um, I don't know if it would be for us because of what our current setup is, but they even mentioned that could he be one of those guys that actually turns around and becomes like Laverde, like a, a backman and a very good one because his frame is excellent and he's got really good movement. He's got a nice kick on him. Um, so that's – yeah, so it, it doesn't always necessarily mean he's going to be a forward at another club. But another club may yep. go, hey, Probably, yep. that's a six four five frame, uh, a great build, um, and that could be, you know, 
that could easily be used at, at either end of the ground. So uh, who else am I, am I missing? Um, I don't think we're – well, we don't – we may have a few more voices now. So obviously um, – what's his name? Bowles? Is it um, – yeah. Bowles, Bowles, Bowles. Yeah, so I always – Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, mate. I know everybody in the all the listeners will love the fact that I just interrupted you again. But <laughs> can you <laughs> um, can you please explain to me the Jack Bowes situation, right? Now, uh, there's been mixed reports online. Like, it's apparently pick seven and they give us something as well for him. And I, 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 can you explain what comes with him? Yeah, so... I actually have spoken to Cal, Cal Toomey on this. Uh, okay. So um, the situation is that um, the Suns need to pay other players. Um, and though he so is – So they need his, his, his yeah, money, basically. Yeah. So though he is a talent, he hasn't fulfilled it yet, but they're paying him, from what I believe, between eight hundred fifty and 900000 Ooh, lordy. So they've got that massive issue where they thought he was – they back-ended his deal. They thought he was going to turn into a gun. He hasn't. Um, so – and they need to get him off the books. So, so much so that they said, we'll give you pick seven as part of the deal, but I would suggest strongly that means something comes back their way. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me – They've got so many picks this year, the Suns. So if I'm Essendon, the likely deal would be Bowes, his contract, <laughs> uh, pick, yeah, pick yeah. seven, and a future second pick back to the Suns. Okay. Which everyone would take in a heartbeat. One, because you get actually a very solid player. Um, you know you can pay him quite comfortably in the next two years with a young side and then re- He's got two years on his contract. Then you redo it in two years and say, "Sorry, we're cutting that in half, bud." Um, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Congratulations up to this point, but yes. now you need to actually perform, and we'll play. Yep, yep. So that's that's how I see it, and you know, and then we would set a future second, but obviously to have pick five or whatever, pick five and seven kind of thing, and then a Davy coming in who's ranked around the fourteen fifteen mark would be a great. I mean, a great draft haul. Uh, so, you, yeah, would so be. it really would be. Like you you, you can't, uh, you know, it's not every pick goes right, but the more you have at the bottom end, the more you're going to get one or two right. Uh, so. Um, and I actually do because this year we've got ex- not extra splash, but we've got a good amount of, of splash there to be able to throw around. And it just so happens that the thing you need to do for Jack Bowles or Jack Bauer, or whatever his name is, um, <laughs> uh, is actually the money factor, right? So those that have got the extra splash could actually talk to him, and that's that's us basically. Yeah, so, the the strong the strong reports that Geelong are heavily into this, and they, I don't know, now they they're a club that traditionally don't pay their players high. They they do culture first, which is why I bloody envy them. Uh, yeah. So apparently, you know, obviously Selwood's leaving. Um, uh, the the ex North Melbourne guys left, uh, retired. Uh, Higgins, yeah. yeah, Higgins. Um, uh, and apparently they've got some salary cap space to do this, which is a bit of a surprise. I'll wait and see if that's reality. But um, yeah. you always, 
if you're competing against Geelong, I must admit my always natural feeling is, it, you know, if they can actually do the deal, it's very hard to say no to that. Now, he may go, it comes up to then Jack of what he thinks he can get senior games at. That would be part of the deal. So if he goes, no, he may look at it the other way and go, actually, it's how hard is it to get into the end of the Geelong team? But Essendon, I reckon I can get into and and, and get myself into a, uh, a a regular senior spot, and I want to play senior. So that will be the whole talk with his manager and about what's reality. So I would say we're right in it because the luxury that the sun, you know, you know, I can imagine the Suns going, hey, you know, if it was us, Essendon's a really good fit uh, because we know we, we know the deal can be done pretty simple uh, on trade week. It can be really a first day thing, though not with Dodoro, but uh, but you never know. So. Uh, lots to, you know, then we don't know what will happen now that we've got a coach. So now we're actually got a coach. Um, the player managers all, you know, now know, you know, the Ramanaskas and all those, um, all those player managers, Lucas, and uh, they know now know that they, they can tell their players, okay, Essendon has a coach. So it's Brad Scott. Yeah, what do you, what yeah. do you think of Brad Scott? Yeah. So, uh, I think he has a pretty good respect around, so uh, it's a different ball game. Dodoro can go in with a bit more emphasis and a bit more leverage, um, and you know he'll sell the. We're starting again, and look what happened to Collingwood. <laughs> we we got a new spirit around the club, and that's what they'll do. You know that's just how they'll play out. So we'll see. Trade week could be have a bit more momentum now. So, um, but I think worst case scenario, we've actually got a good draft haul as well. So if if the worst case is that we're not hardly getting anyone in, then yeah, it's back to pick four and Davy and two Davies and four Davies. We concentrate on Wanganeen. We get more minutes into Hobbs. We get Cox back. We Perkins, get Reed yeah. into the side. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks, mate, for for joining us. Yes, mate. No problems at all. Sorry about the audio, everybody. Um, it's been a uh, a uh, emergency. We've just got a head coach pod, so. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, by, we, uh, we really appreciate you guys continuing to listen. Uh, we'll get back on the air pretty soon, um, maybe with post-CEO appointment or uh, if there's anything else major that breaks. Well, we, we'll, we'll see if he can honour this commitment, but we do have a written commitment on Twitter of David King agreeing to come on the show next week. So, uh, North Melbourne uh, footballer David King, who I'm going to ask a couple of hard questions to because he's, he hasn't been... 100% supportive of the Dons Football Club, but um, an interesting bloke to talk to, nevertheless. And I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember a famous incident at quarter time where David King, during the week, had a go at, at Brad Scott? Brad Scott ran out and went to almost... Uh, I do remember that. I saw almost, it almost bump him, yes. Uh, so we've got some, no. it'll be a very, the timing, if that happens and Brad King honors it, you're sorry, Brad, you uh, uh, David King. Who am I talking? Brad Scott, Brad, David, David King. Yeah, David. Um, got my na- first names around the wrong way. David King, uh, <laughs> now that you've said it, you, there's some interesting questions coming our way, but, uh, about Brad Absolutely, Scott. Man. That'll be excellent. So, yeah, so. That's to look forward to. Uh, look, uh, I've made an executive decision. I'm going to release this to the Patreons for the next hour. They're going to hear it first. They can download it and listen to it now. Then I'm going to release it to the public. Uh, so Patreons first, as always, and and then an hour later, uh, I'll, I'll release it to the public. So thanks, everyone. Thank you very much, guys. We'll talk to you guys very soon. 
थैंक्स And yes, this is Scott. And yes, I did do the intro and not the outro. Bye.